Hello there, I'm Graham Bell. I produced country music radio programs in Australia for years for the ABC and commercial radio stations. I'd like to share with you an interview I did with a country music artist. Now I'm having a chat with Trevor Day. And uh, as you know by now, every Saturday morning we have someone very special to come in and, and have a chat to. And this morning, we're very, very lucky to have Trevor Day. Good morning, Trevor. How are you? Good morning, Graham. Uh, How are you? Trevor, let's go way back to when you were born. Whereabouts were you born, mate? Uh, I was only little at the time. I was down at uh, a place called Kendall. At in, Kendall. In, in between Kempsey and Taree. Right. Uh, that would have been about when the Depression was on, I guess. It would be. Yes, uh, the Great Depression, they called it. There was nothing great about it, I don't think. What did your father do for a living down there? Uh, during the Depression, mm. uh, I think he was like most of them, travelling around looking for any kind of work that was available. Mm. Where did you spend your growing up years? Was it at Kendall? In the, in the general area. Yeah, round about the Kendall area. Yeah, I went to a little school they called uh, Fox's Creek. <laughs> and uh, I think the top enrolment there any particular time was about nine kids. Uh, sometime there was only one and it was me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you all, they all the rest would be having holidays. But... Oh, wet weather and floods and uh, fires and droughts and how, all that. How far from school were you? Uh, from that school? Mm. Oh, it was only uh, across the road virtually. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah were, you ha- were you happy? Did you were happy growing up there? Well, what I remember, it, uh, remember of it, I think... Uh, Nearly all childhoods are, are pretty good because in childhood everything's uh, a mystery, everything's an adventure. Uh, you're protected, you've got no worries. Uh, the cruel world hasn't descended upon you <laughs> as yet. <laughs> all right, so you grew up around the Kendall area. And when did you first start getting interested in country music? Was your people, were your mum and dad interested in music? No, they weren't. They weren't. Uh, uh, my mother played uh, violin in a dance band when yeah. she was young, mm-hmm. but uh, that was long since gone when I arrived. And I'd be uh, around about five-year-old when the, I first heard country music uh, as such. And a fellow called Tex Morton sang a song on the wireless. It was called You'll Only Have One Mother. Mm-hmm. You may remember it. And all of a sudden, uh, a door opened or a light turned on. Mm. And I realised that, that one day, my mother had been gone, you know. Mm. And uh, one of the great awakenings in life uh, dawned on me. And I sort of never forgot it. Uh, and probably my interest uh, was aroused in that kind of music from there on. Mm. Mm. That's right. I can, I can remember uh, Tex Morton singing uh, Mandrake, and I can remember when Slim Dusty first came out in the seventy eights with uh, when the rain tumbles down in July. I, I think the ABC used to play a lot of other sort of music, and, and to hear something like that was really something. Oh, we were able to pick up two km from where we were, mm. and I heard Slim when he first the first time he ever got on the radio, <laughs> and uh, we we remember everybody remarking what an unusual voice he had. Uh, some of the the people thought it was good, and others thought it was awful, and yeah. you know varied opinions. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no one thought it was awful good. 
Yeah, well, there was those two. Was he? Yeah. He sort of had a soprano-y voice, didn't he? Oh, he had an unusual voice. Mm. Who else were, what are some of the other artists? Do you remember in those early days? In those days, yeah, there was the Hillbillies, Wolf Carter, Harry Tarani, Jimmy Rogers, um, Pink Snow. Mm. Mm. That, <laughs> Yeah, that, there would be a lot of listening to the radio in those days, I suppose, with the early morning rises and... Well, it was either listen to mum and dad go on crook or listen to the radio. Mm. It wasn't much choice, you know, dad and Dave, Mrs Hobbs, mm. um, all that kind mm. of stuff was on. First light Fraser and search for the golden boomerang and... <laughs> Superman. And, and, right. and the radio ran on a battery. Yeah, you had you, to get the battery charged. And you only turned it on when you wanted to listen to that particular program and turn it off real quick, don't waste the battery. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then halfway through your favourite serial, the battery went flat. <laughs> so you had to go and see a neighbour about six miles away to find out what happened. <laughs> uh, Trevor, where best you go to high school? At uh, Kendall. You went, there was a high school there? Yeah, that was about four miles away. Mm. And uh, what did you do when you left school? Ah, uh, many and varied things. Uh, I think the wanderlust was on me fairly strongly. Uh, even before I left school, I envisaged uh, taking off and going somewhere. Hmm. And uh, I think I, uh, well, I'd drive a caterpillar in the bush, cutting logs with an axe, um, various odd odd jobs. It was a sawmilling town, wasn't it? Well, no. Um, sawmilling was probably 45% of the place, but the rest would be uh, uh, dairy farming. Mm. Yeah. Did you work in the sawmills or driving trucks? Or? I might have for a week or two. Yeah. Um, drove trucks quite a lot. I was driving the log lorry in the bush on the um, school holidays and that from when I was about oh, 12, 13, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you did a bit of coach driving too at one stage. Yeah, you? yeah, drove coaches. Yeah, done all sorts of things. When did you uh, finally decide to pack your bag and leave Kendall? How old were you then? Oh, I think about uh, oh, eighteen or something. A good train pulled into the into the station there one evening, and uh, take on water. And I thought, I want to go risk going, so I just threw some things in a bag and climbed in the guards' van. You didn't know where it was going? Oh, it was going south. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And the guard said, where are you going? I said, wherever the train's going. So, uh, and where'd it go? It ended up in Sydney. You too? Yeah. yeah. Where'd you and it stopped at the lights, uh, stopped at a set of lights, uh, uh, Epping Eastwood area. Uh. And I said, well, it looks like enough houses around here, so I got out of it. <laughs> So you arrived. Uh, how old were you? Oh, 18, I think. 18 and a half, mm. something like that. At this stage, Trevor, had you written any songs or had you performed at all, sung any songs? No. No, you just enjoyed never, listening to country Never music. did. Mm. Never did. Um, and I only ever started into it for me, my own amusement. You know, you have hobby collecting stamps or butterflies or mm. coins or something or other. Mm. And I went and got a guitar and tried to learn to play it and uh, used to fool around with it at home. Yeah. And it's invariably, uh, uh, it happens. Somebody says, sing us a song, you know, and uh, you get halfway through it and forget it. <laughs> and then you you wind up learning a couple of songs. Yeah. And then somebody says, take the guitar with you to, to a party somewhere yeah. and you have a few drinks, you get the game and you sing three or four more. and. Uh -huh. 
I don't know. That's how it goes. It was funny. So, I, I went in the talent quest down at Eden Park, yeah. and uh, the uh, uh, first prize was a guinea, second prize, ten and six. Mm-hmm. Remember the old pounds yeah, days? Yeah. And uh, talk about nervous. Uh-huh. I couldn't pl- I couldn't play a guitar, and he had another fella play it for me. Yeah. So I went out there to sing a song, and it had about nine verses. I sang the first one, the last one. Didn't know I missed the middle. <laughs> that was your days, huh? Yeah. And that's when you first started to perform. Man, that's nervous. <laughs> well, we'll get back to you in a sec. We've tweaked a track off one of your albums there. What's the name of it, Trevor? Say You Love Me Sometimes. Well, what made you write that? Well, I felt that uh, one of the major things wrong with the world today is that uh, man's inhumanity to man. Mm. Um, it'd be a better place if uh, now and then... A man and his wife, or, or um, having a little chat to Trev. Who were some of the early contacts that you had when you first arrived in Sydney? And you went in that talent quest. So then, who was the first guy that you really met that would put you on the road to fame and fortune? Oh well, that's a, <laughs> uh, that was that was the thing. I I bought a guitar, uh, an old guitar. Matter of fact, uh, a real old guitar. And I had it six months and I couldn't tune it. And uh, I was driving along in a bus there one day, and I, the fellow said, uh, "Do you play with the guitar? Play the guitar?" And I said, "I play with it." And he asked, "Could he have a look at it?" And I said, "Yeah." So he pulled it out, and he said, "Oh, it's out of tune." He went tong 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 on the knobs, put it in tune, and played a chord. Magic. Mm. We've been friends ever since. <laughs> Makes a difference, doesn't it? <laughs> and who was that? He was. Yeah, right? black called Clary Fisher. Oh, yeah. yeah. You became friends with him. And it, it's a funny thing. Was in, uh, I was up in Tennant Creek in the Northern Territory um, uh, a year or two back uh, doing a tour up there and uh, run into him on a holidays up there. Hmm. Hmm. After all them years, huh? Yeah, oh, I, I see him, you know, a year or two goes by and I don't see him and then we run into each other and do a few things. And right. Whatever. I suppose the entertainment scene was quite big in Sydney in those days. This has been the 40s, was it? Oh, it depends on how you look at it. Um, the did, inter- did they have hotels going with entertainment in them then? Yeah, they did. Mm. Uh, the entertainment scene uh, grows with the people and it only takes different directions, doesn't it? Mm. See, in those days it was uh, primarily live shows. If you wanted to see somebody, you had to go live show because there was no television. Right. You could hear them on radio, but if you want to see what the fellow looked like in the face, mm. you had to go and see the show. Mm. Um, entertainment scene is enormous these days. The turnover in actual dollars would run into billions. Yeah. In those days, millions. Yeah. But still, in all the patronage to um, to the shows were probably uh, were greater yeah. and more enthusiastic because they uh, today you've got television, you can see what. Uh, the best the world has to offer sitting in your lounge room. So why would you go around the corner to see you or I? Mm. That's, uh, they're getting spoiled, aren't they? Unless we owed them a couple of dollars, they'd come then, eh? <laughs> but I can <laughs> remember the, the, the showboat, the clang, was it? The show oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Bruce Flockhart used to run that. That was a great night out, wasn't it? Yeah. Nola Hurst, Jimmy Little, Frank Ifield, Bridge Lindsay, Slim Dusty, had McKean sisters. Yeah. They all... Georgie some, Payne. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Trevor, you were fairly sick when you were young down in Sydney. What was that all about? Oh, that's that's one of them things, you know. Uh, matter of fact, that's when the showboat Calang was on. And we had a program on 2SM called On the Trail. And before television, it had pick of the year 
week after week after week. Great thing. And uh, I was living in a hotel room down at uh, Central Station there. And one morning I couldn't get out of bed. I was pretty crook. And uh, anyway, long story short, I went to see a doctor and had some x-rays and he said I had advanced tuberculosis mm. and three months to live. They discovered later it was only pneumonia mm. and I lived. <laughs> well, you'd, you'd be happy to find out it was pneumonia. But it gives you a different look of life. <laughs> well, it does. When yeah. somebody says you've got three months, yeah. you know, it's a very short time. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't got a long time here and I'd like to blow yeah. a few of your tracks. Have you picked out another one there? Yeah. What's the name of this one? It, uh, As it turns out, uh, out at my a little establishment out the road out here. Mm. A fella turned up uh, a night before last, mm. a bloke called Jim Kiley. Oh, yes. And he, he looked at me and I looked at him and we couldn't believe it, right, that it was him. You, you didn't know he was coming and no, he no, didn't no. know you were there. No, that's right. Yeah. And uh, he actually wrote this song for me when I made it. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was pretty clever with, with today's cowboy. You know, the old cowboy, yeah. right, he'd write anything. Yeah. You see, and today's cowboys, they ride around in a, in a four-wheel drive. Right. Anyway, he wrote Kerosene Cowboy. Maybe you'll like it. Well, there you are. When did you write that, Trev? That one there? Yeah. No, Jim Kiley wrote that one That's for me. Right. <laughs> we but, just got, got caught a bit short there. 29 minutes past 8 o'clock. And in the studio this morning with us, we have Trevor Day. Um, Trevor, in those earlier days, pretty wild days, were they? Yeah. They were. Pretty rough and ready. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did you know a bloke with the name of Chad Morgan? Yeah. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very pleased to say I did uh, uh, the first uh, uh, three or four years on the road around Australia with old Chad. Yeah? Um, yes, and they were they were very informative years, uh, full of education, enjoyment, fun, mateship. Uh, they were great days. Mm. Uh, it was hard, uh, you know, uh, Rough old cars that go sometimes. Yeah. Uh, roads that you wouldn't believe. Right. And uh, schedules, you know, two or three hundred miles and have to be there at night. You jump out of the car, walk on the stage, sing a song and collapse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Chad's a great fellow to travel with. Yeah, I've, uh, I've heard a couple of stories about you and Chad when you're on the road. Yeah. A little bit of racing cars. And... Oh, yeah, we did all that. Yeah, race cars yeah. side by side with a caravan on the back. <laughs> Any... Anything he can do and not get hung, I think we're done. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what about the time when he shot a can off your head or something? Yeah, he's a, uh, Chad's a, a very clever man, and a lot of people don't know it. Uh, he's a really clever man. Yeah. Uh, all the sound equipment we used on the show he made. Is that right? Yeah, he'd go into the shop and buy a handful of resistors and transistors and whatever you want, put a great big amplifier together and use it on the show that night. And anything broke, it, Chad had fixed it. Mm. And he was probably the best shot with a rifle that I've ever seen. Uh, the only fellow that, that might have, um, might have be, shaded him a little would be Tex Morton. Mm. But Tex used to, used to shoot, what, 100 bullets a day, mm. uh, on his act. Mm. And Chad would shoot half a dozen, uh, mm. every week. But you thought he was a good shot. Uh, he was a champion shot. You thought he was that good. What did you do? He he would uh, <coughs> wherever he said the bullet was going, it went. Right. No, I, one day we he was uh, in the car looking for something to shoot at, and I was across the way. And uh, so I put this can on my head. I said, "You knock that off there. If there's nothing else to shoot." <laughs> and he's all right. He just went bang and knocked it off. He's uh, 
<laughs> Thank goodness. That's, that's what I think of his shooting. I trust him. <laughs> <laughs> you got another track there. What's the name of that? Another one here? Yeah. yeah. Uh, a fellow said to me one time, he said, if you could, uh, if you can write a song, he said, you'd have to be able to write one about these, uh, these old outdoor outhouses. Oh. Now, in my time, uh, the difference between being rich, you see, you used to eat inside and had the toilet outside. And when you're rich, you eat outside at the barbecue and have the toilet inside. <laughs> see? So uh, I wrote a song about one of the old outhouses and we called it The Pride of Outdoor Plumbing. Right. Trevor Day. Trevor, some of the earlier guys that you did travel with, Chad Morgan and yeah. Les Partell, did you know Les? Yeah, knew Les. Yeah. They, the, the, you'd, you'd all stop in caravans and in the halls themselves as well? Yeah, that's, uh, tr- I didn't actually travel with Les. Um, some, of the, some of the times the shows I was on, he was on. That's how it was. Around Sydney, there were promoters that had uh, uh, put on country music shows one or two a month uh, in Sydney and anywhere within a 100-mile radius. Uh, but actually, uh, travelling on the road, uh, the only time that I ran across Les was, uh, I think, in Longreach, Queensland, mm. uh, and uh, he was doing a bit of advance work for the for the Chad Morgan show at the time. Mm. And uh, I bumped into him at Tamworth uh, two or three times since then. Mm. He's settled in Kempsey now. Has he really? Mm. Yeah. Um, you were... Uh... I had a bit of a night once with a guy by the name of Neville Green. Never heard of him. Never heard of him? No, that's... In a club. No. Don't remember the club. You didn't remember playing the poker machines. Never, never touch them. <laughs> Mate, that's how to lose, lose your money real quick. Yeah, what happened when you lost your money? <laughs> how many you go home broke? <laughs> yeah. All righty, and it looks like the travelling days are over for shows. No, it, it's uh, the end of an era, I believe, is coming in uh, in entertainment as far as travelling shows go, as as we knew them. Uh, there'll probably be probably be a different way of doing it. See, Rick and Thel have just retired after thirty seven years. Um, Chad Morgan doesn't travel on the road anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, virtually, hardly anybody does mm-hmm. anymore. They do spot tours, you know, might do a week out here through the clubs or something like that. Mm. Uh, but um, days of travelling shows are over. Mm. Buddy cop- Williams did all his life. How many years do you think Buddy would have been there? Oh, well, uh, a lot of years. Mm. Uh, I think nearly all his life. Yeah. But the cost of petrol, registration, uh, hall rents, travelling expenses are so enormous that there's no money in it. Mm. Mm. And besides, like I said, with TV... You've got the best the world can offer sitting in your lounge room, you know. I was talking to Rex Dallas one day here on the air, and yeah. uh, Rex had just finished a tour, and he was very disappointed about the whole thing. He yeah. said, you'd go into a small town now, yeah. and uh, it'd have one pub and probably four video shops. Yeah. And they've upped the rent so high, and then yeah. get few people along, so they're definitely finished. But see, see uh, people now are only uh, entertained or interested in something that's unusual, mm. something they haven't seen before. So, so we go from the from the real to the unreal, and I think Jaws too, Space Wars, mm. uh, all this kind of thing, things that 
uh, beyond the imagination. But of course, that's been around forever because when we were kids, what was it? Buck Rogers with his space mm. guns, wasn't it? Mm. And everybody thought, what a ridiculous lot of goings on that was. Mm. And here today, it's a fact. Mm. But I do feel the wheel will turn, and I think people will want get, to that get the back. The wheel will turn. Just keep your toe out from under it, mate. That's right, yeah. But they'll <laughs> want to get back to seeing those sort of things and, and getting involved. And no, I wonder if people have time anymore. I th- uh, what, all together? Yeah, all together. I think about uh, four LPs, a uh, few EPs, and I forget how many singles. Uh, you've um, made the final five a few times at Tamworth. Uh, one particular track, I remember, Boy Soldier. Yeah. Great song. Uh, when it comes to writing songs like that, or any song, do, do they come, just come to you, or do, you, if, do they take weeks to work out? Or, or oh, that's... That's a funny question because uh, sometimes you pick up a pen and the song just seems to run off the end of it. Right. Right. And then other times you write away there all day and screw up the paper and throw it away. It's, it's absolutely a hopeless case, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like everything. Sometimes you feel hungry, sometimes you don't. Yeah. Uh, what made you write, Boy Soldier? Was it uh, oh, through an experience or nothing, any, any just a song that came Nothing out? made me write it. I just felt at the time that uh, uh, my family was, um, my father and all relations that was uh, all involved in the, in the Second World War and the First World War. Mm. And uh, it left um, a pretty sour note throughout the place, you know, and... Uh, I thought some mention should be made of it. Mm. That was about all. When are you going to record your next album? Well, I was supposed to make one for uh, Selection Records four years ago. It's just four years ago. And uh, the owner of Selection up there, he reminds me about every six months. Uh, There's been some threats (laughs) (laughs) of physical violence and... uh, all sorts of things, and uh, there's been much reference made to my laziness, uh, or uh, I don't know what all. But I'll do it one of these days. You never rush into these things. No, it's no. like getting married, you know. I believe in long engagements. <laughs> do you have, have you got some good material for another album? Oh, well, that's up to the people to decide. Mm. I don't think anybody ever knows what's a, a good song, and until it's uh, worked up and. And put on the record. Right. And then you sit back and listen and say, well, that's not as good as I thought it'd be, yeah. or it's turned out better than I thought. Yeah. And uh, if it takes the public's imagination, yeah. uh, country music fans like it, or they don't like it, one or the other. Yeah. Did you, Johnny Ascroft's given away recording. It's, is it a bit of a hopeless battle to record and try and make money out of records? Oh, no, I only ever did it uh, for my enjoyment and for anybody else who... Who like the songs? Mm. Um, it's a lot of fun, you know. Put putting down an album. Yeah, it's mm. uh, it's an achievement. It's the same as somebody paints a picture or right. builds a house or uh, dig a nice straight drain. Yeah. You know, you look back and say, "Well, I've done that as best I could." Right. And somebody somebody might like it, and somebody don't. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one of them things, isn't it? Where do you think country music's heading? Heading mm. in Australia, it's there's a lot of change in country music at the moment, as, as you can tell by the awards. Oh, some people change in country music. I haven't. You haven't. I'm still the same as always was. Right. <laughs> still writing the same way. Same way. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Were you happy with the awards this year? 
Uh, with, I, the, with the winners? and you, you, Well, I didn't take a great deal of notice mm. of it. But then mm. if you wanted to push it, I'd, I wonder how rock and roll gets included in the, in the nominations for yeah. <laughs> country music. Certainly been remarked about quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, is there many country artists making much money in country music here in Australia? Well, that you'd, you'd nearly have to ask them. Yeah. But, uh, looking back on it, uh, from what I know, there's... Um, a lot of them that spent their life on the road. See, Rick and Thel just retired, yeah. and uh, they were 37 years, I think, on the road. Mm. And uh, a nicer couple and a more talented couple, mm. uh, and uh, they haven't made a fortune, so mm. so I'm told. Mm. Um, but then again, it's a it's a hell of a good life, you know. It would have been in those days. I'm See, sure. a, lot, a lot of people, they save up all their life to go for a trip around Australia. <laughs> and, and they've been doing it all their life. Right. If you come across a budding new country artist, what's the sum of advice you'd give him? Oh, I don't know that I know enough to impart too much advice to anybody. Mm. But uh, I would think um, be sincere. I'll be back with another country artist for a country artist chat. Graham Bell saying, until then, you take care now.